your family members are wrapped up for Christmas this year, it's good to remember that the gifts that we need the most, we already have. And uh, everything else is bonus there, but I love that video. It goes so much with this uh, time of year and even the title of our service today, A Mundane Miracle. And uh, before we get started here, I want to share uh, some good news with you guys here. Thank you for everybody who brought toys for uh, the migrant families uh, last week. They were able to distribute so many toys that we actually had toys left over that they could give to other kids. So... Here we have our uh, elves, some of our elves that were there uh, helping out with the toys, so thank you guys so much. That was last week. And then uh, I wanted to share just some great news. I know a lot of you have been praying for a lot of the things going on in the Middle East, and this we got uh, as good news. Some of you have seen that in Amman, they got to sing Christmas carols in an open uh, market there in the mall area. And they said that they've never gotten to do that before out in public like that. And in a 97% Muslim country that, you know, it's just a, a great victory. They were super excited uh, and really feel like your prayers are, are opening up doors uh, for them. And if you're visiting with us, you know, the Middle East is a part of the world that we support uh, with our missionary money, but also with our heart. And uh, we have some great friends that some of us have been over there to visit and they have come to visit us. So continue your prayers for the Middle East uh, this time of year. So thank you again. And since we're clapping here, we have a couple other things to clap yeah. about. Sterling's uh, Shepherd Scott Rock was born. If you're visiting, it was born to our, our ministry couple here, Jake and Kelsey, and Kelsey's still home on uh, Wednesday night late, and uh, we've been waiting for this baby for about a month now, and uh, at the marriage retreat last month, we thought she, he, uh, he might come, and then just kind of periodically, we had little messages that he might be coming, but he finally decided to come on Wednesday, and I think he was waiting for grandma to get here. That's kind of what we all thought. So Kelsey's parents are here uh, from Florida, and then Mike and Libby are here too to, to uh, celebrate uh, this time of year. So um, we have some other great news that we'll hear about later on in the service. But just as we get started, just uh, you know, uh, encouragement to all of you guys to continue to put Christ in Christmas. You know, with your families, and I know we love to watch the, the nativity story every year. And uh, at least I do. I probably am the main driver of that in my family, but I love that movie. Uh, for those country music fans, they might be few. The Mary and Joseph song by Tim McGraw, if you go on YouTube, it is amazing. I loved it. I, I was so excited that I thought about showing it today, but I kind of got vetoed. So if you want to be inspired, you can. My family's like, no, that's probably not it for church, but it's a great song, Dad. And I always remember when I was a young, uh, when I first was in the faith, there was a family and every Christmas they would bring baby Jesus out and put it in the nativity scene. They had the manger and then they would put the, it in there for the children. And so just to encourage you to post what you do to bring Jesus into the season to encourage your family and friends. And uh, I'm always looking for new uh, ideas on how to do that. So uh, we are so blessed. And as we get started here, let's say a prayer, and then we'll get started with our, we'll continue. Uh, Father, we do thank you for this time of year. Uh, thank you for your son, God. Thank you that even in the church we get to experience uh, babies here recently and get to have that 
thrill of waiting and, and, and finally uh, arriving and just knowing that uh, that's what Mary and Joseph must have felt, God, just waiting for Jesus to come and traveling. And I pray that you uh, be with me in these next few minutes, God. Open up your word. Get me out of the way so that you can really uh, speak during this time. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so the title, Mundane Miracle, it's basically an, it's an oxymoron because a miracle and something that's mundane are opposites. Mundane is something related to or characteristic of this world, what you would consider earthly, practical, ordinary, and commonplace. So anything that happens normally is a mundane thing. Even though you may like it, it's still considered an earthly thing versus a heavenly thing. And obviously miracles are not earthly, they're not mundane because they're miraculous, they're from God. It's something that we don't see all the time that doesn't just happen normally in nature. And it's amazing to see the how in Christ's birth that the mundane is crossed with the miraculous. There was a couple that was pledged to be married in, in Nazareth that happened all the time. People have been getting married since the beginning of time. And yet there was something miraculous that was happening in their relationship. They, there was a star that was there that came, and but no one understood it. And its miraculous message that it brought, only a few people from across the world understood the significance of the star. They journeyed to Bethlehem to register for the census so they could pay their taxes. Isn't that fun? <laughs> something that we do and we'll be doing next year as well. And yet in the, the manger, something miraculous happened. In that town that was predicted by to be the birthplace of the Messiah thousands of years before. When they had the baby, they we all give gifts when we have friends, right, that give that have babies. And yet they got extra special gifts that were going to support them on their journey to Egypt. Regular events, people getting pregnant, babies being born, doves being offered in the temple if you were Jewish was a normal thing. Dedicating your child and giving them and presenting them with their name. And yet something miraculous happened in these regular events. The Lord provided scriptures that would come before, sent angels to greet him, wise men to seek him, and godly parents to raise him, and John to announce him. As we look today, we're going to look at some mundane things and some miracles that went along with the birth of Christ. Point number one is a love story in Nazareth. I don't know why it's never come to me before, but to imagine that Mary and Joseph fell in love when they got married. That she dreamed about that day from her childhood, wondering who it would be, wondering how it would go, wondering what type of life they would have, wondering what their family would be like. You know, many of us have had our wedding, even if we're not married, we have our wedding plan. We just need the guy to go along with it <laughs> or the girl to go along with it because it's an exciting time of life. You know, I remember falling in love in Vermont and just looking forward to just talking to Danielle and just the opportunity to just spend a little bit of time. And you know how you do, you plan it all out that, you know, it seems like an accident, but you've really planned it. And just imagining them as they were coming together. A very mundane thing in some ways in that it happens all the time. And yet a special thing to a special couple. 
You know, we many of us have had that experience, and yet God bonded them together through their journeys and through their, their story that they could someday share with Jesus. If you can imagine him asking them, so tell me how it was when you first met. Tell me when you fell in love. Tell me about your, the story of you that lives on. You know, it, that's the mundane part, but the, the miraculous part is that is not the love story that God wanted to introduce. The love story that he was most concerned about is his love for you and for me. That's why he sent his son in the begin, to begin with. And Jesus, when he started his ministry, said, My desire is that you'll love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That it wasn't just God putting spiritual people in your lives. It was God orchestrating the love story to bring you back to him. To work out your lives for his purpose. That he had been desiring a relationship with you and for me since the beginning of time. And this began with Jesus. It began with a normal thing like a birth of a son. And yet it led to the love story of you and me with him someday. I pray that as we're here in this Christmas time that you can think about your love for Christ. That you can fall in love with him more and more. Turn over to Luke chapter 2. Amen. How many people like love stories? <laughs> you know, I have to admit, I'm, pre- I'm kind of a softie when it comes to love stories. But God is too, and that's a good thing. In Luke chapter 2, it says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of that, from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Point number one, the love story that they shared from Nazareth and our love story with God. Point number two, saved from trouble. You know, just to get to Bethlehem, they had been saved from trouble again and again. You know, in in village life, there was a lot of babies being born, but not a lot of babies being born outside of marriage in that time. That literally what the law said to do was that the, 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 the woman was to be stoned starting with her fiancé and that that was how they, they kind of enacted the law that they, they didn't want to promote uh, sex outside of marriage. And yet, this was saved when God sent an angel to stop this and say, no, this is not a bad thing. This is a great thing. This is a miraculous thing. This wasn't born out of sin or desire or lust. This was born out of the Holy Spirit and born from God. You know, they were saved from trouble on the way to Nazareth. I learned this year that there's a nine-day journey that signifies that journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And imagine Kelsey going on a nine-day journey that ended with the birth of her son. You know, that would be not a real fun journey. You know, talk about no sleep. Talk about being uncomfortable. Talk about, you know, things that could happen and crossing rivers and avoiding Roman guards and whatever. 
that they were saved on their way to Nazareth. That after the baby was born, they were saved from Herod who wanted to take his life. You know, and that someday she would ultimately be saved from death by the very son that she bore. Jesus truly came into the world to save us from trouble in this life and in the next. You know, in our family, we used to have this game called the trouble game. Where it's, it's where you really get to know what's going on. If you feel like you don't know what's going on in your family, we would have this. We would play the trouble game and basically you could share anything you wanted and you wouldn't get in trouble. When you're a kid, that's a great game, right? You're like, they didn't know that maybe we would double back later if it was really something, but the idea that I can say it and not get in trouble and I'm not going to share any of the dirt on the kids. But we would also share ourselves, you know, the things that we did. But what an amazing thing to be, to know you should get in trouble, but you don't. And then we would teach them about mercy, and then we would teach them about grace. So not only would you be forgiven, but you get an ice cream cone, too, for talking about the thing that you should get in trouble for, and now you get blessed. You know, in a way, that's what God is trying to teach us. We deserve to be in trouble because of our sin, But not only does he forgive it, but he wants to bless us on top of it. It's a great game and a great message from Jesus. You know, ultimately, God is our refuge in trouble. And maybe 2020 will be your year of getting out of trouble spiritually. It'll be a year of overcoming whatever that sin is that continues to dog you. Maybe it'll be that the year when you're going to finally turn yourself into Christ and decide to live for him and not for yourself. Maybe it's the year where you decide, I'm going to do things God's way this year. I'm going to try the Bible. I'm going to, I'm going to put it into my life because I want to, want to change. Amen. I pray that this Christmas that you go to Jesus. You know, I have a, you know, I always think of my friend Ronnie who's here, t- who might be here today. Is he here today? Okay, he's not here. I'll talk about him when he's not here. <laughs> but he shared with me and, that every year he made a decision in January that he was going to follow Christ that next year. And he never told anyone, and he never did until two years ago. And he finally said, you know, I've been trying to do this for 20 years, and I finally did it. You know, and I wonder if there's people in here that have been deciding, you know, maybe this is my year. Maybe I'll be able to follow Christ this year. And I want to encourage you, make 2020 your year to follow Christ and to turn to him in trouble. I love this verse. It says, praise be to the Lord God, our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Our God is the God who saves. That not only did Jesus come to save us from our sin, but he came to save us from our daily burdens that we all have. From our stresses, from our concerns, our worries. Maybe it's about money or relationship or trouble. He's come to take away all of those things and save us day after day. Imagine if we had no trouble in this life. You think we would pray? You think we would turn to Christ as much as we do if we didn't have trouble? I know I wouldn't. But when I feel like out of control or I feel like, God, I don't know what to do, those are the times when I turn to him for help. 
Because in, in many of our, in all of our natures, we can tend to turn to ourselves for help when it's easy and when life is good. And yet he daily wants to bear our burdens. Truly, Mary and Joseph were saved again and again. But saving them from their troubles was just a reminder that we need to turn to God to be saved in our trouble. And that ultimately he wants to save us in this life and the next. Point number three. A baby born in Bethlehem. I'm sure it happened all the time. And yet, as we know, this time was was different. It says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. The baby was born. And yet, a very mundane thing. And yet those of us who have been there present for a baby know that it's a pretty miraculous thing. That somehow God can use us to create this magical person who's been growing in us, who we've been talking to and playing songs to and praying about, and we finally get to meet for the first time. And after the difficult time is over, there's like a a magical ray that happens when you realize, wow, we did it. God did it. Everybody's safe. And we have this bundle of joy, and we've got to share that this these last couple weeks. And yet when Jesus came, he wasn't as concerned about babies being born, but he was more concerned about us being born again. He took care of, of all of us in our earthly ways and the way we've given birth for thousands of years. And yet when he came, it was the first opportunity to start a new life when you're old. To, to be renewed, refreshed, restored, and redeemed in a miraculous way. I pray that this time of year that you not just think about baby Jesus, but you think about the ways that God can and will do miracles in your heart now and this year to come to renew you, to refresh your spirit. Anybody need to be refreshed? Anybody need to be restored or redeemed? I know I do. As we celebrate the birth and saving mission of Jesus on the cross, I pray that we remember that love story that started in Nazareth, And I pray that we continue that love story with Christ and us today. I pray that we remember how they were saved from trouble again and again and how we are saved from trouble again and again as we make Christ our refuge. And I pray that we focus and remember on the baby born in Bethlehem. But we meditate on the baby who allows us, who grew up to allow us to be born again as he died on the cross. They gave him the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves. And I pray that today that we can remember that through this miraculous birth that we can be saved. We're going to watch a video now that shows a, a scene, a depiction of Jesus being born. And it's kind of a mellow Tone, And it's going to kind of lead us into communion. I'm going to pray afterwards, and that's going to take us into communion. But as you watch, just think about the 
Births that have, that you have seen, the births have gone on around the world and how it is a regular, simple, common and ordinary thing. And yet that it was on this day the most miraculous thing ever that would ultimately, he would ultimately be named Jesus, the Lord who saves. pray and we'll take our communion together. Father, we thank you for this time as we celebrate Jesus around the world. We celebrate the miraculous gift and we celebrate the love that you have for each one of us, that you would give your son to come down to this earth and be treated the way he was so that we could come to you. God, I pray that you help us to honor and love and and fall in deeper love with him and, and with you at this time. Thank you that 30 years after his birth that he told his disciples to remember him by, by taking this bread and taking this cup to remember his body and blood that was shed for us. God, thank you so much that you came to save us and to live uh, so that we could live for you and live with you for eternity. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.